Hello, lovelies. Brian here from LGBT in the Ring. As you can tell from the title here today, uh, we don't have our normal episode of LGBT in the Ring this week. Um, much like last week, which I apologize uh, that we didn't have our scheduled uh, 200th episode drop last Thursday. Um, but we are running. In, we ran into some issues with getting the the 200th episode put together. And so, unfortunately, we are having to push that back again by a week here today. But as a little bit of a make good, we have a little bit of a preview of our first Patreon-exclusive bonus show. You know, we're doing a few different ideas for monthly bonus shows over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash LGBTRingPod um, for people that subscribe at the $5 tier. And this is the first of those. This is uh, a little bit of a snippet of the first episode of Oops All Fun Ones, which, uh, of course, is sort of named after how I like to end interviews with something that is kind of a little bit maybe associated with wrestling, but mostly non-wrestling associated. Um, but the idea of the show is just kind of sit down with people in pro wrestling and, and talk about something that they are passionate about outside of pro wrestling in a way. And it was great to have uh, Anton Voorhees, the, the link to the future as the first guest on that show. And so we got a, a nice little preview of it here. If you want to hear the full show, um, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod at the $5 tier, the bonus love tier, join the roster of lovelies over there and support the show uh, in, in another way. So check it out. And enjoy. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? We are here for the debut episode of uh, a new show here in the LGBT in the Ring uh, realm of sorts, I guess. That's the word that's going to stick to it now, because that's just what came to mind. Uh, welcome to the first episode of Oops, All Fun Ones, a special Patreon-exclusive show where we sit down with people in pro wrestling to talk about what they are passionate about outside of the ring. And I'm very pleased that this first foray into new territory is being done with a friend of the show, a friend of myself, I will say, the link, <laughs> the link to the future, Anton Voorhees. Welcome back. Hey, I'm happy to be back in any way, shape, or form, especially a brand new thing that we're that I get to be the the guinea pig for. Let's rock. Hey, we're guinea pigs together on this, honestly, because like you know, I've I've done multiple different kinds of shows over the years um prior to my time with outsports prior to me getting into this profession and that sort of thing uh and many of those things have just been fly by the seat of my fucking pants and figure it out as we go and go. that is i i love that that feeling and that is what i'm gonna bring to this here because um i want to i want to get to know people more i want to learn more about what makes them like feel passion what makes them feel like full in a way that sort of thing and obviously uh the thing we're going to be talking about today I mean, it's it's in 
your name, so to speak, in some ways, uh, video games. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. I mean, it's it's very fitting that we have um, uh, the Link to the Future and also the person who portrayed Link in Hood Slam for so many years um, be the person to talk about it. So I guess... Well, as we kind of kick this off, like we can talk about like current stuff. We can talk about things that are specific to you. But I, I want to start at least where like, like what was your introduction to this world? Like what what was the first thing that kind of like hooked you into it? Uh, sure. Um, so I'm old and I was born right around the time of like nintendo coming out the the original nes so my like my first memories that i have in like are video games like you know i i distinctly remember playing super mario brothers super mario brothers 2 uh legend of zelda just like those those core nintendo games like that's i grew up like not wanting to have video games like i just they they were there on or already <laughs> with, within my memories like i didn't have to ask my parents to get me a nintendo like i was just born into nintendo apparently <laughs> um so yeah um definitely just the original nintendo is where i first started i was not i was not like a child prodigy at video games i just enjoyed playing them and then growing up, like, that's just been a part of my life was just like, oh, there's a new thing that came out. I need to get that because there's games for it. I wasn't like a brand loyal person at all. I was just like, yeah. oh, that looks cool. I want that. Um, <laughs> jumped around between Nintendo and Sega and PlayStation and Xbox and PlayStation and PlayStation and PlayStation <laughs> at this <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Nintendo and came back to Nintendo. But um so yeah, just no brand loyalty, just jumping around. Whatever video games seemed the most fun to play, I just bought whatever the system was for it. I mean, it's a sound strategy. Like I, I've always been kind of weird about the people that do have like a brand loyalty, so to speak. Not to say that they have like a specific like brand that they are invested in per se, but it's more so like how that manifests in like online forums and on like now and on youtube and and all these other places where it just almost takes on this vitriolic uh like tribalism like warfare between people that just it makes no sense to me it's made no sense to me for a very very long time like like you like i i jumped around from from console to console a lot um like i start i my, my first console was also an nes like i think i'm old as well so like, we're on the same page there. Um, but like I quickly like moved to to Genesis, like mm -hmm. like very, very fast. I remember I have a distinct memory of when I got my Genesis is I was in a Walmart with my dad in like 1993. And it was around Christmas time and the they had, Sega had released like a Sega Sports uh, pack in genesis console mm -hmm. that came with like the the joe montana nfl 94 or whatever and i saw that and i was just i was a big football fan at the time and joe montana you know had played for the niners niners are my team and so like i was just obsessive about this thing and i spent 20 minutes 
in the Walmart at the top of my lungs trying to like pitch my dad on why this was a sound investment for, right. <laughs> for him to buy me this like $300 console. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I, I, it worked somehow. I think I convinced him because I'm like, you don't have to buy me anything else for Christmas. There you go. <laughs> and like, since, since then, like that was like, that's where like, I think my most vivid memories are from like the beginnings. Like I, I remember playing like Ryan Sandberg baseball on the mm-hmm. NES. I remember like the very first game I ever played was like outrun on, on NES. Yeah. And, and I remember growing up a lot with my, my grandma who was a avid, avid Nintendo player. Um, oh, okay. Like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was the person that showed me how to get like warp whistles and shit in like super Mario brothers three, um, mm-hmm. which was weird. Cause I, cause I would go to my friends and like, Oh, did your grandma know this too? And like, no, my grandma doesn't fucking doesn't even know what the A and B, none of that shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it was just sure. weird. So like knowing that it just kind of like existed for you in that way, like was were like your parents kind of tapped into that in any way? No, I had an older sister, so I'm guessing that she uh, she was the one that wanted the Nintendo. Um, I, I like I don't know for for me it kind of seemed like the original NES was like people having a VCR. Like, I feel like just everyone had a Nintendo. Like, I remember one of my one of my dad's friends had a Nintendo and like one of my mom's best friends had a Nintendo. And like, like there weren't kids in their houses. They just had them. That's <laughs> just, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I'm assuming that my sister wanted the Nintendo and then I wanted every system after that. Like then that was my decision. Those were all like my consoles instead of like the family has a Nintendo. Um, but yeah, yeah, it must it must have been my sister's idea to to want one. She was like four years older than me. So, yeah, she was she was ready for for video games. And I was lucky to just like be born into them. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. Like, I I don't know. Like, I there's so much about that, like early era of video games that did have kind of like this a bit of like a family dynamic to it in a way you know whether it be like the games that were coming out or like you know eventually as you had like titles that were more multiplayer focused and that sort of thing like but like um i don't know like it like at least for me growing up like that sort of stuff was something that was like a family thing i would play with my brother Mm -hmm. i would play with my mom i would take that back i would force my mom to play with me um and that sort of stuff so like no i mean that makes a lot of sense yeah um okay so obviously we can talk about the elephant in the room i guess link to the future (laughs) legend of zelda um Um, you played (laughs) i'm assuming that 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 series was one that just kind of like spoke to you growing up and i could be wrong my assumptions could be wrong (laughs) no uh you are correct um so i remember when the super nintendo came out and then the uh link to the past legend of zelda link to the past came out for the super nintendo that was the first time that i ever felt nostalgic as like in my life 
Mm. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know the, what the word meant because I was a dumb kid. Um, but like, I was just like, holy shit, they made another Zelda game. Like, I wasn't expecting that game that I played as like a, a small, small child would like continue. Like, now it's a legacy. Now you just, you know, another Zelda game is going to come out. But at the time, I was like caught off guard. And I was like, holy shit, I love Zelda. Oh, man, there's a new Zelda. So like, yeah, it was just like it always hit me in a certain way because it's like the first game I can remember playing. And it was fun. It was that type of stuff that I that I like. I, I grew up, you know, liking Legend of Zelda, liking Lord of the Rings, liking that like uh, medieval high fantasy type of entertainment uh, I didn't know about Dungeons and Dragons at the time, uh, but I wish I did. I would have been super into that shit too. But uh, yeah, it just it spoke to me on that on that level of just like you have a sword, you're going out and you're fighting monsters. It's like, yep, that's what I love. And just yeah, and then when it came out for like the Nintendo sixty four, it was just like, ah, uh, this is this is a thing that's really really important to me now. Um, yeah. And then it was like, yeah, out of high school, the first tattoo that I got was the Triforce um, on my chest. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember which side any of this shit's on. Um, But yeah, that was the first tattoo because like, again, that was like that feeling of nostalgia before like nostalgia became like its own thing that was like, oh, everyone just loves things from the past. Like. It was just like, oh man, I really loved this thing that I, this this video game, this series, uh, means a lot to me. And then once I became Link at Hood Slam, then I don't know. You just, I don't, I don't know if you've had this in your life where like you you like something a lot, and then everyone's like, that's your thing, and then everyone just buys you that shit, and then everything in your life kind of revolves around that. Apparently, oh, without, let me let me tell you, you wanting it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. Whenever you become a wrestling journalist, ever like you will just get random. I remember uh, um, a friend like wanted to get me something wrestling related for my birthday, but didn't know anything about it mm-hmm. at all. And so what they ended up doing was just they got they went into like a store with Funko Pops and just got a random Funko pop that was WWE like labeled. And it uh-huh. was, a, it was a Zack Ryder. It was a Zack Ooh. Ryder Funko pop. And they gave it to me for a birthday. And I'm like, one, I don't collect Funko pops <laughs> Two, sure. like pretty critical of WWE. <laughs> so, but you know, in that sort of way. Um, and, but I can see that they at least like thought about, like put effort into like thinking about what they should get me to mm-hmm. an extent. And so like, I just, it's still like in my, my, like in the background of my, uh my little work area here, just because like, you know, like, uh, yeah, okay. You, you struck out, but you made an effort. Sure. I can understand yeah. that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was a, um, I think I like wrote about it on, on Facebook. It's a memory that pops up once in a while. I'm on the old Facebook memories where I'm at an airport and I realized like I'm wearing a Zelda hat, a Zelda sweatshirt, a Zelda shirt, and as I am carrying a Zelda backpack 
And I did not plan this. These are just the things that I put on. It was just like, God, like, I need some Zelda pants, apparently, because <laughs> either I need to complete the outfit or I need to start diversifying the things that I own um, with like a Zelda wallet in my pocket, probably. You know, it's just like, I didn't buy all of this shit on purpose. But with, if I don't think about it, like my whole everything about me is going to revolve around Zelda. Like I have to make conscious efforts to be like, all right, maybe we wear the Buster Sword shirt today. <laughs> that's not completely Zelda. No, I can totally understand that. I mean, like you said, you get sucked into like one thing that a lot of people define yourself, define you through. Like that can make a lot of sense there. And but at the same time, like it's 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 interesting to find ways to express that passion that you felt because like Link to the Past was. A complete game changer for me. That was the first Zelda game I ever touched. I don't think I've okay. ever even gone back to play the original yet. And that's on me, I guess. I'm sure because I started my career in games journalism. So I'm sure if any of the people that know me through games journalism have heard that I haven't played the original Zelda, like they might, you know, cast me into the fire or something. I don't know. Either way, put that to the side. Um, Link to the Past was like my introduction to that series. And while I never beat it and never really at the point when I started playing, like when I first engaged with it, didn't really know what to do with it. Like it was just so interesting and in how different it was compared to everything else on the Super Nintendo sure. that, that I had played. And then you jump, make that jump to Ocarina and holy shit. Like there for, I would argue maybe for the majority of Zelda fans prior to Breath of the Wild coming out, like that was the seminal text for Legend of Zelda, so to speak. Yeah, usually what I hear are people's favorites are uh, Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, or for those edgy people that want to be different, it's Majora's Mask. Just to be like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's Ocarina of Time. If it's Majora's Mask, it's this, you're playing the same game. Come on. It's the same engine. It's the same game. You just want to be a little different. It's darker. Ooh, like they're, they're <laughs> practically the same. It's just an, an extension of the same game, really. There's a moon with a um, moon with a mean face on it. Yeah, sure as hell is. Like, what is that moon always had a face? Because no one in the game seems surprised that the moon has a has a face on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, the moon looks bigger today. And you're like, yeah, it's also grimacing at you. Like, is that? <laughs> It's not a big deal. All right. Termina's weird. 